This is Conversations with Leaders. I'm Sky Rorito. In this show, we speak with young professionals who have found true ways to show leadership in their community. It is my hope that their stories inspire you to take action. All right. Well, today we have Dr. Shanae Nelson with us in the studio. How you doing, Shanae? I'm doing great. Thank you, Skyra. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're excited to have you this morning. Tell you guys a little bit about how Shanae and I met. Um, we both work for local government, which is Lafayette Consolidated Government. And Shanae came on board about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. as the Director of Community Development. And I actually met her when I was still the executive director of the clinic. We met at a coffee shop. We were just talking about some awesome stuff going on in the community. And she was young and bright and vibrant. I was like, man, I have got to get to know this wonderful woman. How can I work with her? Uh, So we were just talking about some initiatives and things that were going on in the community. And then a couple months later, I happened to come on board at LCG. And we've been working together ever since. Um, Shanae has done some great work in the community. She's worked with the Holy Rosary Institute. They recently got a $450,000 grant to stabilize a historic building here in Lafayette, which is really important to the community. And I think Lafayette is much better for having her back home. And she's going to tell you a little bit about that story. But I'm excited to introduce her as the guest today. And let's learn a little bit more about her together. Sounds good, Shanae? Yes, sounds great. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) So I know that you're originally from Lafayette. Yes. And that you moved away for a little while and you came back. Yes. So tell us a little bit about why you moved away and then what made you come back? Yeah, so I, I am originally from here, from Scott, you know, Boudin capital of the world. Um, I, What's Boudin for people Boudin? who aren't from here? Okay, it is it is delicious. <laughs> Just pure deliciousness <laughs> could potentially be an artery clogger as well. However, that's it what is makes food delicious yes, when it's an artery clogger. That's right. That's the best. That's what. That's the best. Some of the best we have to offer around here. But that's my hometown, and uh, I ended up. My husband TJ is from Arkansas, and when we got married in October of 2013, I ended up moving to Arkansas um, and started working there. We were a married couple then. And uh, I'll tell you, when we, we first got married, I told them, I said, okay, we're on a two-year plan. Oh. I give you two years in Arkansas, and then we have to try to make our way back to Lafayette. Had he ever been to Lafayette? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. So he, when we were dating, he spent a lot of time here and, and really loved it. But I mean, he, of course, loved his hometown of, of Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Um, and so just when I was sort of getting settled there in Arkansas, like coming up on that two year mark, uh-huh. um, this opportunity, uh, my current position, community development director for, uh, for Lafayette came up and uh, turned out to be a great fit. So uh, ended up making the move back and it was it was quite a leap of faith I had not why well I had I hadn't worked in the, the community development area or in local government before and so and I always said that I would never work in any political really? arena because I'm just not like a political person right however I'm loving it I'm loving it and I know we'll talk more about yes. that but um really it was it was a leap of faith compete I, I jumped and I ended up Ooh. here so <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say I'm glad I did I'm glad I, I jumped and I'm glad my husband jumped with me he's here working at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette awesome. um, enjoying what he does so so it's it's really great to be back home Well, we're really glad to have you back home. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about 
your career progression. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, after high school, what did you do, um, colleges you've attended, mm -hmm. and then obviously your career progression from then until now. Okay, well, um, I graduated from Acadiana High School in 2000, um, got my bachelor's degree in interpersonal communication from the University of Louisiana here in Lafayette. Um, ended up working on my master's degree in public administration at uh, and Louisiana you didn't State work University. In government? <laughs> <laughs> I know. MPA? My, I know. Well, I was, I, my track was the nonprofit sector. My very gotcha. first job out after college was working at Faith House here, the local really? domestic violence shelter. Yes, I was a teen dating violence coordinator, and I loved that job. Um, and so from there, I thought, well, nonprofit, that's, that's what's for me. I was very involved in college, a number of organizations. I'm like, that seems like the natural way for me to go. Right. Um, so hence the public administration, um, master's in that. And then I ended up taking a lot of classes in higher education while I was working my master's and a lot of my classmates were working on their PhDs so I think I got bitten by the bug um <laughs> there's a PhD bug the PhD bug <laughs> that uh that's something that I I should pursue and so I ended up taking a few classes uh for a couple of semesters before actually enrolling as a PhD student and and I did so ended up getting my PhD um in higher education from Louisiana State University and all during that time, my uh, career progressed from the nonprofit sector naturally to higher education. Okay. Really focusing on um, low-income first-generation student, students and preparing them for college and then also preparing them ultimately to get PhDs. So that's what I was doing at the time right before I came back to Lafayette. Um, was I was the project director for the McNair Scholars Program, which mm -hmm. targets first-generation college students um, in preparing them for post-baccalaureate degrees. And I absolutely loved it. It was it was great. I, actually, when I started um, working for that program at Henderson State University. Where um, is Henderson State University? That is in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Gotcha. Yes. And the the program was, was pretty dormant for a while. Um, and so when I came in, my charge was to really kind of build it back up mm -hmm. and so I had the opportunity to do that in a rather short period of time so what does guess, that look like you building the program back up well I think I, I was able to empower the students to a, a, a higher level the the preparation and guidance for grad school was much more rigorous. Uh, we're able to um, implement more, rig more rigorous programming, also exposing them to um, some arts and culture. Mm -hmm. We took an awesome trip to Nashville, Tennessee, took a group there, and it was amazing. We had an amazing time together. And so, what? and not just that, but just bonding too. Because I mean, I still keep in touch with those students on Facebook. I'm able to follow them to see all the amazing things that they're accomplishing. And so, that work was very rewarding, okay. very much so. And that's what I wasn't sure I wasn't sure about in in this position that I ended up taking to move me back in the in working for local government right. in, in this position. But I quickly found out that this work is just as rewarding, if not more so. I think my I'm able to extend my reach to a much broader audience, to a much broader level of the community and um 
I think when I, I reflect on that mm-hmm. in the short time I've been here, I think I've, I've been able to make make some level of impact, and that feels good. That of feels course, because <laughs> you're doing some awesome work here. So tell me a little bit about what's the difference between working in um, higher education and then switching over into local government. I would say the the main thing is again, I think the their politics are involved in everything. Right. There's politics in higher education, but in local government, it's on a completely different level, right? <laughs> We've I can't go, even imagine. That goes without saying. <laughs> and so I think when uh, when you work in local government, you have to keep in mind that you are you are part of this this entire team of people working for Lafayette Consolidated Government who all need to be on the same page and all need to be working towards the same vision, right? Um, and so I think just keeping that in mind, like I need to make sure that I'm, I'm listening and have a listening ear to the administration, to our mayor president, our CAO, to our council members and other departments to make sure that what the community development department is doing is aligning with what all these other departments are doing. I see there's a, a lot of opportunity for collaboration and really getting some meaningful impact out of those collaborations and partnerships between uh, my department that I'm responsible for and others. So I guess the main difference is perhaps in higher ed, you can just kind of jump in and, you know, just you don't have to worry so much about what, uh, the administration or what others are doing, they're like, yes, you go with that idea and you just do it. You make it happen. We love it. However, in local government, you kind of have to you know, step aside and say, okay, yeah, this may be a fantastic idea, but I have to consider what all these other moving parts are doing to make sure that it aligns appropriately. Gotcha. Yeah. Man, that sounds like a juggling act. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't yes, even imagine. Yes, yes, it is. So talking a little bit about your role in government, um, when you first came on board, I know that a lot of the things that community development does here in Lafayette, most of most of the, the citizens aren't even aware of it. Not, not just what you're currently doing, but things that you guys have implemented in the past. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about the work of community development. What is it there for? What are some projects and things that you guys have done in the past? And what are you Mm -hmm. working on currently? Well, um, the community development department is comprised of four divisions that are quite diverse, which I think think that makes us very unique Mm -hmm. as part of um, LCG. So we have the housing and federal programs division, which has made a huge impact in this community. That division houses all of our HUD-funded programs, CDBG and home. We've done some urban infill work. We've done um, housing rehab that we're currently doing, some uh, demo grants. We have a first time uh, home buyers program for down payment and closing cost assistance which is very popular mm-hmm. amongst the banks and um I've realtors. actually participated in that program when I bought my first house here. See, see? Yep. Impact it, it was right here. Awesome. <laughs> Y'all, it was great. Yes, so I'm very appreciative for that program. Yes, and see that that is it's it's making real impact. I mean, the Last year, I think we had record numbers with the number of clients that we had. We had like 80 clients. So you guys are helping people in our community become first-time homeowners. Yes, yes. We also have, as part of human services, um, 
a counseling program, housing counseling program that will assist uh, potential home buyers from the very beginning of the process with learning how to budget, learning how to look at your credit and ways to repair it, to be able to, to meet that goal of purchasing a home. Not only that, but our housing counseling program is also, they are also our fair housing agency right. for Lafayette, which is something we're working on right now, preparing a fair housing assessment in preparation for our five-year consolidated plan, which directs all of our HUD funding throughout the community. And what's HUD, Shanae? HUD is uh, the housing, the uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development gotcha. for the federal government. Uh, and so they direct, uh, there's a lot of money, obviously, from the federal government that comes to our area, which is considered a, an entitlement community, in order to, to assist the community in a number of ways, primarily with neighborhood revitalization. Uh, housing is a a priority for us here in Lafayette, of Mm -hmm. course, but also economic development and uh, like our housing counseling program, program is considered a public service. Gotcha. And so we can be pretty flexible with when it comes to HUD, HUD funded programs. Okay. We also have in human services, um, senior centers. We have three of them here in town that, uh, that fall under our department. Um, the greenhouse senior center, the senior art studio, as well as the Rose house. And they are, amazing assets in our community. I was just at the art studio last night. We had a a little showcase or exhibit talking about arts and culture and economy in our community. And the participants who came out, first of all, they they came out in droves (laughs) on a Thursday evening, um, showing off their work and, and just explaining how the the family that they've created there, it's become like a support group and sharing with us are like, please do not take this away. Don't take this Aww. away from us. I'm like, I promise you we're not taking it away. <laughs> it's going to stay. <laughs> it's going to stay. So we have that and also uh, workforce development. We have a WIOA division, which obviously is targeting the our unemployment, you know, those who are unemployed and seeking employment and putting those those people into training to make them more uh, employable. And also we have an arts and culture division, which houses our Hyman Performing Arts and Convention Center here in town. We also have the Lafayette Science Museum, which is awesome. Which is under awesome community work. development. Under community I, I development. I had no idea. Yeah, well, they're doing amazing work. And we have a nature station what Acadiana Park Nature Station yeah so so we do a lot of different things and you mentioned that that a lot of the community doesn't realize all that falls under community development and things that the city actually provides as a service fall under that under our department and so when I first came into my position that was the the primary gap that I noticed with with the department is that I'm like okay we you guys are doing amazing work mm-hmm. and have been for a long time people don't realize the level of investment that's been made in our community from work that's come out of the department. I said, so we need to let people know about that. Yes, we do. <laughs> so uh, with the support of the administration, of course, um, we immediately started extending our reach and uh, wanting to collaborate and partner uh, with the Holy Rosary Redevelopment Board is one example, being able to acquire that funding to stabilize that historic building and hopefully help them to acquire more funding. Also, uh, with our department, we also started a community development week that we did for the first time, Yes, which we, uh, where each day during that week in April, we were able to highlight each division and just what it is that we do. And so we, we plan to make it an annual event 
event and want to step it up a few notches. And is the whole community invited to that? The entire community and everything is free. It's um, general, open to the general public uh, just to invite the community in to learn what it is that we do. Right. And, and I heard y'all did a bus tour. We did a bus tour. What were some of the things you talked about when you did the tour? Oh, gosh. So I learned a whole lot on that bus tour because I realized <laughs> that there's a lot, a lot of funding, again, that came from community development for major housing developments in our, our area, beautiful subdivisions, uh, some apartment complexes. That were funded disabled, through community that development? That were funded through community no development. Way. Also, community development actually provided a lot of gap funding for major developments and developers for, you know, in, in areas like University Corridor. Mm-hmm. That is a major initiative of the mayor president. There's been a lot of investment in that area. Wow. Um, and also with the economic development, uh, with LNEDC, for instance, which, which is the Lafayette uh, Neighborhood Economic Development Corporation. Got it. It's a mouthful. Yes. Um, but they actually provide loans to small businesses, primarily those owned by minorities, minority business owners. Wow. Um, are those who are not, you know, bankable at a traditional bank, right? And so Creole Lunch House, I think, was the first. Yeah, really? Creole Lunch House. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, definitely like a staple here in town it is, for y'all. us. If you come to Louisiana, especially to Lafayette, go to Creole Lunch Creole Lunch House. Lunch House. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing food. And they actually received, uh, took advantage of, of a small business loan to get that that business started. And that was years ago. And look at it now. I right. mean, it's become, again, it's become a, an asset in our community. So, again, we, we have the opportunity to be involved in a number of different initiatives but I think it's so important that the community knows where their tax where their money is going where their taxpayer dollars are going and and how we are truly making a lot of investment in our community and making a a real impact yes you are I think it's important for people to understand all the different divisions that you mentioned housing and federal programs Mm -hmm. workforce development Mm -hmm. arts and culture and then human services services. yeah and also that our local community is is invested in and really it's really important to us to invest in small businesses yes especially minority-owned businesses and I don't know that a lot of people know that that you right. guys are involved in that yes and yes. so talking about all of the work that you already do through your job at LCG as mm-hmm. a director of community development even outside of your work what are maybe some community organizations that you're involved in or that you have been involved in that you think are are really important and that you would invite other people to participate mm-hmm. in well, I think when I um, when I first started my position, I was really interested in the coteries, the neighborhood coteries, mm-hmm. and not just how the coteries tie into my my job and my position in community development, but just for for myself and for my my own understanding to be engaged with the other neighborhoods in Lafayette. Right. Like I mentioned, I'm I grew up in Scott. That's considered out in the the parish, that's municipality part of Lafayette Parish. So I didn't grow up in the city. Of Lafayette. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, in, in this position, I have a responsibility to to be aware and understand and to engage with those historic neighborhoods that are sort of the core of of our community and and being able to take advantage of that. So I have, have an opportunity to to be involved, particularly with the Macomb Vise Coterie. Yep. I feel like I'm an honorary member. I think you I don't know. Tina. <laughs> Tina will let us in. I think she'll let us in. But um, I had an opportunity to be involved in that. 
also with Habitat for Humanity being being involved with um, with their plans for the Women Build. I know yes. it's going to be coming up soon, so I'm really excited about participating in that. Also with the university here, you know, I'm alumni of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, um, being uh, involved with the Christiana Smith Alumni Association, which is made up of African American alumni from the university. Mm-hmm. I think there's excellent leadership there and wanting to be um, involved to see how we can, again, engage alumni, not just what's going on at UL, but what's going on in the community surrounding UL. Right. And in addition to that, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So um, I have an opportunity to be involved in that way also. And I do have a two-year-old. My daughter, oh my Mary goodness. Grace, will be three in October. And so I think she's like an extracurricular activity <laughs> all just by herself. Yes. So <laughs> so everything wrapped up in being a, a mommy um, to her. So um, again, I, I'm, I've had an opportunity to get plugged in in a number of ways that I think otherwise I may not have been able to had I not been in the position that I'm in. Right. So I'm using that as an opportunity to um, to enhance and engage in the community outside of just my job, but just in everyday life. I don't see how you have time to do all of it. Girl, I don't know. B12. <laughs> yes. Yes. B12. <laughs> okay. So my question that I like to ask every guest on the show is when was that moment in your life where you realized you were a leader, where people were following you, they were listening to you and you were leading some really important work. What was that, that moment for you when you, when you had that realization? I think, I think when I was in college, I was very involved in a, in a number of different organizations. And, and when I think back on it, I had the opportunity to spearhead a lot of initiatives um, that, that weren't in existence prior to my enrolling and becoming involved. Uh, so it seemed like when I, when I would speak or come up with an idea uh, that people actually listened mm-hmm. and were excited and empowered to want to be involved. Um, I was really involved with the African-American committee uh, associated with the Union Program Council. And so we did a number of different activities with that. And I remember uh, Mr. Anthony Daniel, he's with an LPTFA mm-hmm. here in Lafayette, was uh, was a leader. He just kind of let me do what I wanted to do. <laughs> Gave you some free reign. Gave you some free reign. And uh, and I, I was able to establish a number of relationships in that experience. And I think that's really what's key for me with leadership. And kind of fast forwarding to my position now, when I first came in, I was like, how am I going to lead a group of people, my staff, all of them knowing more about my job than I do? Mm-hmm. How am I going to lead them? And I thought, well, you know, I think if – if there's a level of likability, if they if they like me, then perhaps they'll listen, right? And perhaps they'll allow me to to bring them together, and and I think we've been able to accomplish that again with community development week was a really great accomplishment for us, something that hadn't been done before, where everyone was on board, and it was a real team effort. With the August 2016 floods that we experienced, uh, we were charged with completing a needs assessment of the damage of our community, mm-hmm. which is the first time that that we had ever had to do that. Right. <laughs> um, and had to answer to to HUD for, for that. And we were able to reach out to the planning and zoning department, public works, other nonprofits in the area who were working diversity recovery to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And also with our fair housing assessment that we're working on right now, which is a massive task, 
in prior years, that work has been um, contracted out to an outside consultant. But I came in, I said, well, you know, I think this work is something that we should be doing at a local level. It's an opportunity for us, as well as other departments um, in our local government, to have an understanding of our community and the neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and what the landscape of fair housing is. So we're doing it. We are working in partnership with uh, planning and zoning to to create this this fair housing assessment we have established a survey that's out right now for the community to to respond Mm -hmm. we have uh, started collecting that data and begun to to assess it and again we're doing it like us and I think there is a level of empowerment there that Really, it's it's priceless to right. me, and I think I've been able to to witness with a number of my staff. I see that motivation. I see their empowerment. I see a number of talents coming out of them that I did not see when I first started working here. Wow! So it's been it's been an amazing experience, and that's that's really what keeps me going. That's what keeps my my drive, I'm popping my B12 vitamins, and I'm like, we've got to make this happen, and I need to fill in where I can to to assist to keep that going. And so I think that was a real defining moment for, for me is to see, like, wow, when I first came in, I didn't think we could get to this place right. where we are so quickly. And that, that's been a blessing. Man. <laughs> this girl is amazing, you guys. No. <laughs> So my last question to you, Shanae, would be like, if there are other people in our community or anywhere looking to do good work, like they want to be involved, they're like on the verge of doing something, and they're just like, I don't know what to do or where to start. What mm-hmm. advice would you give them? I think they just uh, don't don't be afraid to reach out to people who, if you, you see someone who is out in the community involved in something that you may be interested in, don't be afraid to reach out to them you know, message them on Facebook or, you know, you know, get their, get their contact information and contact them. Cause I think for me, I was a little hesitant when I first came back, even though I'm from this area, I was like, Oh, well, where do I get plugged in? How do I get plugged in? I'm not quite sure. Should I contact her or him and, you know, try to see how I can get plugged in. Don't be shy. Don't be shy at all to, to reach out. Cause, um, Really, they're, I'm sure they're looking for, everyone's looking for people like you who are wanting to engage in the community, who, who are wanting to be involved. And so I think you just have to speak up, speak up and say something. Or, you know, and if you're here in Lafayette, then come to the Community Development Department on uh, City Hall, second floor, and we'll certainly find something yes. for you to do. <laughs> I love it. We're more than happy to, to steer you in the right direction. It's an open invitation, y'all. Open invitation. Please do. So definitely want want the community to be engaged in what we're doing. And and that makes me think about we we are trying to work on establishing like citywide, like a database for all of our community services and agencies and initiatives for Lafayette Mm -hmm. that you can access online. So like if you're wanting to get involved with youth, well, let me go and see what what youth services or youth programs are here in Lafayette. Who do I need to call or contact to get involved? Because I mean, obviously we're in the information age. We need to, you know, make that information available where you can plug in on your phone to find that. So that's something that we're actually working on right now with 
our ISNT department to see if that's something that we can sort of house and convene in the community development department. So, so I'll keep you guys posted on yeah. that and see how far along we get. But I think that would be a great, great asset and a great resource uh, in what you're mentioning and for anyone who's wanting to get involved just to find out how to do that. Perfect. All right. So as we wrap up, Shanae, um, is there if people want to learn more information about community development, where mm-hmm. would they go? Oh, you can go to the um, Lafayette Consolidated Government website. Uh, we have the Community Development tab up, up at the top, uh, and that has all of the information about our programs that we offer, um, the brochures and also initiatives that we're currently working on right now, like the Fair Housing Assessment, for instance, and we'll have information about our Community Development Week when we do it for next year, uh, so that that's where you can find more information. You can also call uh, our number is 337-291-8400. Feel free to call and um, and we'll, we'll be more than happy to help. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciated having you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Skyra. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys, for more Conversations with Leaders podcast, you can go to skyrorito.com. And remember, y'all, I'm from Cajun country, so it's spelled R-I-D-E-A-U-X. All right, let's go change the world together.